and welcome to another episode of the Backstage Experience Podcast. Welcome to the new listeners, all the people that have already listened, subscribed, and listened to each of these episodes. Uh, welcome back. Uh, my name is Dave Morales from BackstageOL.com, and it gives me great pleasure to inter- introduce uh, somebody. You'll recognize his voice. He is the host of the Backstage Daily, and he will now be joining me on this podcast on the Backstage Experience. Please welcome David Johnson. Yay! Hello, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. David, um, first of all, I just want to say um, I, I love having you uh, on the team with BackstageOL.com. I, I, I got to give you props, man. You are one of the most plugged in people that I know uh, as far as entertainment goes. You really have your ear to the ground. You live, eat, and breathe this stuff. I also want to tell people that are listening, you are the guy that handles 99.99999% of our social media feed. Uh, let's just call it 100%. Because when <laughs> I get these tweets from Backstage Well from our account, as I'm doing you know, interviews with the celebrities or, or whatever I'm doing during the day uh, for BackstageWell.com, I get these alerts. Lately, a lot of the entertainment news that I get is coming from Backstage Well, all the social media accounts on Twitter, Instagram, of course, Facebook, and the like. But it's all, you're the source of that. In fact, my mom even goes, hey, did you know that, and it she'll, you know, spout off a, a entertainment headline. I'm like, <laughs> and I look at her, I'm like, if I don't see it, I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, well, it just went out on BackstageOL.com. And I always think David Johnson. Dude. Props to you, man. So my, my first question, because we're going to get to know you. And then, of course, obviously, this episode is about Zack Snyder's Justice League, which we're going to break down. And we will have an exclusive interview with Zack Snyder coming up in this episode of the Backstage Experience podcast. You will hear from Zack Snyder, and he is also going to give you advice how to watch this four-hour movie. It's coming straight from the director. You're going to get the instructions from us. But, David, let us let me learn a little bit about you. What What... What inspired you to to be such an entertainment uh, guru? Because you really are. You you are one of the most plugged in guys that I know, and I love the excitement. Where did this whole thing start for you? Uh, for sure, one of my one of my favorite things is that a lot of people, and this was early on that I realized, is that I like entertainment. I like movies, TV shows, gaming, music, all that jazz, and. I like breaking it down to a level of which people understand how certain things work. So I like to look at themes and writing and all that stuff and how it comes together. And pretty early on, people then would like ask me, hey, what is what is this show coming out? Or what is like, what is this really about? And I get a joy out of letting people know and understand that like, oh, WandaVision means it's actually about this or you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I'm just picking Marvel for an example. Falcon and Winter Soldier takes place after Endgame, and since Captain America died, people aren't really happy with the Falcon being the person who holds the shield now. The government, you know, I like I like breaking down information from entertainment and breaking it down to like levels of which people can understand it on a day to day basis. On day to day basis, excuse me, because a lot of times people will see news and be like, oh, okay, but then if if you let them understand it in a way on their own playing field, then they'll appreciate it more. There's a difference between like so-and-so was casted in this versus, oh, this person who was casted, you may have rem- remembered that person from this 
or if you didn't know that this person was actually the voice of this character which you grew up in, then you start to connect the dots for people. And then they start to realize, oh, there's a reason why I know who that person is. And that gets them more excited overall for, you know, the property. So seeing their excitement makes me more excited, ultimately. Wow, that is deep. That is deep, my man. <laughs> dude, seriously, I am not mad at you for that. That is deep. Uh, okay, dude, that, that was a great answer. Um, yeah, man, that's deep. You know, so, but I mean, like, what is your what is what is your like long term goal? And I and I love that we're having this conversation because I've known you. you know, of course, you've been a part of the backstage UL team, but you know, you and I are in staff meetings a lot, and then you know, it's like uh -huh. it, everything moves so fast that you and I really have not. This is like our first deep conversation about showbiz and what the nuts nuts and bolts are for you. Okay, so I'm gonna answer this question, and then I'm gonna. Uh, ask you the same thing like my long-term goal and, and obviously it's i've been in this business for for many years that uh, those that don't know I've, i did radio before this and then i just happened to get into television it was all an accident and that's the truth and that's going to be another episode of the backstage experience <laughs> podcast uh, dude that's a crazy one about the transition from radio tv and i promise i will tell that story in a future episode but i've always been a journalist i've always been a broadcaster I used to play DJ in the living room when I was a kid. My mom was like cooking in the kitchen. She's like, why is my son talking to himself in the living room playing radio DJ? I always wanted to be a journalist. I always wanted to be a broadcaster. I never have professed to be a filmmaker, so I don't know if I could even make a movie. Okay? <laughs> but throw me on a podcast. Throw me on a radio broadcast. Throw me on a television show. As a journalist, a moderator, or a host, dude, I am not 100. I am 1000. I can make that stuff. Is that even a saying? I don't know. Maybe I just made that up, but you know what I meant? Because I can, it make works. I can make that happen. I can do that because I have done that my entire life. And that's where I see myself now. And in the future, uh, you know, do, continuing to do this the day that we're recording this, you and I, the Vaccine Experience Podcast, I just interviewed Damian Bashir just a couple of hours ago. I interviewed the director. I interviewed the cast of Godzilla versus Kong, which we will have for you in a podcast in a couple yes. of weeks. Oh, dude, that movie's so good. Uh, I can't say anything, though, because I'm under embargo and I'll get in trouble. And the Warner no Brothers spoilers, police, No spoilers. No spoilers. Yeah, dude, the Warner Brothers police will show up at my door if I say anything. <laughs> but that's that to me is what I've always wanted to do. I've been you know, lucky enough over the years to be able to do this and I'm going to continue to do that. So in a long, long way of asking you, what is it that are you, do, are you aspire to be a filmmaker? Do, do you also want to be the journalist? What are your, what are your long-term goals and dreams? That's what I'm asking. That's a very good question. It's a very deep question, but ultimately I think, and I've been thinking on this for the past couple months is that my, my feet quote unquote are kind of like in three camps of what I think I can accomplish, be good at, excel at. I like the entertainment journalism that you just that you just mentioned. I like talking to people. Uh, I like talking to actors, writers, directors, because a lot of times people, people see the craft that they create, but they don't get to hear from the minds of the people who make it. So a lot of times people, you know, it's, it's easy to criticize something as like, yeah, I didn't like it, well, I didn't like this. But then when you hear from the people like who have the brain to be able to create this, then then it tends to make you not so negative. It tends to make you more just open minded to the fact that, oh, 
I can see why that decision led you that way. I wouldn't have chosen that, but I understand. And that art was created. It's cool. That's how like I operate in that camp. The other two camps, I'm really interested in writing. Like I really want in the not too distant future to either write on projects or write on shows or write in movies or like I, I, it's hard for me to go like, oh, I want to be behind the camera because I don't think I could scale shots correctly and scope and all that stuff. I don't think I could do that, but I think I can write it down where I know like, okay, in order for this dialogue and this scene to work, you need a shot reverse shot, but you need it to pan backwards. Like you need to get the moment. Like I, I'm really focused in writing how scenes are comp uh, composed and put together. And then the third camp is that I want to do voice acting. I've wanted to do that since I was a kid. I, I practice all the time. I want to do voice acting, whether it's, I ultimately, I want to do like animated characters and stuff like that. Cause I, I feel myself, I can be super animated and I can completely like give a completely different voice at a different time and anything. And it's so much fun to me to like disappear into that stuff. So that's kind of technically, that's where my feet are in like those three camps. Like I want to, I love entertainment journalism. I want to write for like TV shows or I want to do like small films and stuff like that. But I also want to do voice acting. So I have a lot of lofty goals that I'm just constantly like honing and practicing on. Wow. Okay. You're listening to the Backstage Experience podcast with Dave Morales and Dave Johnson of BackstageYourWell.com. And I am learning so much about you. You said something and then I promise we're going to start talking Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League, including an interview that we have with Zack Snyder himself in just a couple of minutes. But you said something that I, I want to I want to zero in on. You talked about voice acting and doing some animation voice work. I had the opportunity um, when we did the Teen Titans Go, uh, you know, that movie that came out. <laughs> well, when, yeah, a couple yeah. Years when ago. we did that interview, we not only got to interview the cast, but they actually put us in the uh, recording studio on the Warner Brothers lot in Burbank, California, where they recorded the dialogue. And I was able to be at the microphone, a massive studio, everything that you imagine. Like a lot of people, when I was in radio, people were like, oh, what's the studio like? I envision you in like this huge with mics everywhere and lights. And dude, if you've ever been to a radio station, you're usually in a room the size of a closet. It's one microphone. It's yeah. not glamorous yeah. at all. But can you, um, everything <laughs> that you would imagine that Warner Brothers would be like where they record animated stuff. Dude, it looks like you imagine like a radio station would be. You know what I'm saying? Like this massive yeah. recording board, these mics everywhere and, and lights. And it's just it's just a cool vibe. It's like a massive recording studio. All right. So I went in. I yeah. went in and they gave us one scene that we could voice to learn about voice acting in Teen Titans Go. And you had to pick one of the characters. And I picked the robot-looking guy. I think he's a cool dude. Uh, cyborg? Yes, yes. Okay, see, dude, you, you have knowledge. And I like that character. <laughs> I like I like the guy in the talk like this. You know, the other one? The, yeah, the... the, the <laughs> The, 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 the green-looking dude. Uh, oh, uh, Beast Boy. Dude, how do you do this? Anyway. See? I, I, I pay attention to voice acting a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, you do. So you need to go watch that interview. It's on our YouTube channel, Backstage or Well. Go to YouTube, and it's on there. Teen Titans go. And actually, I think there's some footage of me in the recording studio. But anyway, you put your headphones on. First, they played the scene. Then they let you look at the script. Then you have to match with the, 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 you know, the scene that's going on. Uh, and then, and sometimes when they do animation stuff though, they just voice it and then they match it yeah. with the voice. Well, in this scenario, 
we had to match with the scene because obviously I'm not in the movie. They're not going to make a custom scene for me, but they wanted it. But you get an idea of what it's like to do this uh, voice acting, dude, it's intense. And keep in mind, I've done radio for years and I did some, I did some VO work, voiceover work for Fox network. When I worked in Los Angeles, uh, I was on a TV show that I did like, you know, I just did the intro like, and tonight on and, and blah, 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 that kind of stuff. And I did some work for Dick Clark many years ago as well. So I've done things like that. I had experience with that was just give me a script and read it. You know what I'm saying? And then record it. And then they, then they lay it down. Dude, voiceover animation work is no joke. It's, it is very. It involves your whole body. Like you get into the performances. You got like. Troy Baker, you've got Rob Paulson, Kevin Michael Richardson. Like, you've got these greats. Phil Lamar, you can watch them in the booth. Even uh, Alan Tudyk, you watch them in the voiceover booth, and they're acting. Like, they're they're moving around. You, I mean, if anyone has a chance to, to watch, you can watch Benedict Cumberbatch when he was uh, Smog from the second Hobbit movie, and he's crawling around on the ground and making all that. Like, it's a performance. You have to put your whole soul into it it is and you know that's why i've asked uh some actors you know i that the, their first voice role i've said like what's harder live acting or voice acting and everybody except for one guy said uh that that uh, voice acting that was was more difficult and that guy was dustin hoffman he 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 dismissed <laughs> it because and I've had interviews in the, after that and like that you know with animated films and I'm like and and I remember one actor I forgot who it was but he was like who said it wasn't difficult and I said Dustin Hoffman did and they're and they're like oh well that's <laughs> Dustin Hoffman I'm not gonna call him out but yeah Dustin Hoffman when he did <laughs> yep. uh, was was it Kung Fu Panda. With Angelita Yes, he was uh he was the rat or the he was a master. Man, you do know your stuff. Anyway, all right, enough of that. <laughs> let's let's get into this. All right, Zack Snyder's Justice League. And David, I've already said that you know you're the expert on a lot of stuff. I think you're gonna be able to tell everybody listening right now a better story of what happened with Justice League. And I'm looking at you through the video camera here that we're recording and you're nodding your head and I know with excitement. So give us the background because <laughs> people are probably maybe even going, Hey, wait a minute. Wasn't there a justice league movie a couple of years ago? Yes, there was. Yeah. And yes, there's another one. And David Johnson is now going to fill you in on the story on the backstage experience podcast. David, why do we even have a Zack Snyder's justice league? That's a very, very uh, great question. And honestly, it stems back to like Man of Steel. If you remember Man of Steel, Henry Cavill, you know, portraying Superman in that movie. And that movie was received well, but it was kind of lukewarm when it started. And then you had Wonder Woman come out. And then you understood. And then uh, Batman vs. I'm sorry, Batman vs. Superman came out. And so Zack Snyder is starting to build this story. However, Batman vs. Superman may have made a lot of money and revenue, but it was not received very well. Particularly when you look at the comparison, unfortunately, because that's what happens. When you compare movies that come out, uh, Batman vs. Superman came out the same year as Civil War. So Batman vs. Superman came out first, and everyone was like, oh, okay. And then Marvel's uh, Captain America Civil War came out, and everyone, oh, we want that. We want that. We don't want Batman vs. Superman. And so after that happens, then Zack Snyder says, okay, we're going to, we got a Batman, we got a Superman, we got a Wonder Woman. We're going to build this story to this climax or this conclusion where we're going to make a two-part movie, Justice League Part 1, Part 2. 
Uh, then throughout years, then it's up. Oh, we can't do two anymore. We can only do one because a lot. It looks like people are not really invested for two movies because the return we're getting is not where it should be. So we get Justice League one. Problem is halfway through the movie, I think they filmed forty to fifty percent of it. Unfortunately, Zack Snyder's daughter, Autumn Snyder, uh, committed suicide. So he stepped away from the project, rightfully so, taking care of his family first. And he stepped away from that project. And Warner Brothers went and got Joss Whedon, who had uh, at that time had directed Avengers and Avengers Old, uh, Age of Ultron. So they got a director who had worked on similarly big comic book hero uh, stories and said, OK, Zach, Zach is gone. Joss Whedon, we need you to finish this film and put it together and release it. By the way, it comes out in like mm, six months. So we need you to get this together, release it at, at the right time. So that movie gets finished, released, not well received at all. And honestly, from day one, people immediately begin asking, okay, we know Zack Snyder left, but we still think that the 50% of the movie that he made or the however much that he finished, the 50 to 60%, we think that he was on the cusp of making a better movie than what we just saw. So for the past two years, you've gotten, there was a giant social push for Zack Snyder to be given the right to finish the movie that he had originally created. So ultimately, after, after two years, after Warner Brothers, you know, launching HBO Max, and HBO Max not really up to the numbers that they thought subscriber-wise it was going to be at, Warner Brothers said, okay, Zack Snyder, you're going to come back and finish this movie and make it for HBO Max subscribers so we can use that to bump up the numbers. So Zack Snyder came back. Uh, they only filmed an extra one to two to three scenes, but ultimately they worked on visual effects, visual effects, and visual effects for this film Dave, you know, you've seen the film, that they worked overtime on making sure Cyborg's story in the movie, who was basically written out of the Joss Whedon version, was back at the center of the Zack Snyder version, because that's what he originally intended. He wanted Darkseid to be in there. He was removed from the Joss Whedon version. A lot of what you see in the Justice League Snyder cut are things that Zack Snyder was kind of pushing for at Warner Brothers and asking for and trying to put together. And ultimately now, you can see the vision. Now, it is a four-hour movie, so bear with us. But ultimately, you can see the vision for what he originally intended. And that ultimately is the focus of the Snyder Cut, is to not only see the actors and actresses in these great scenes, but to see from a distance, like, oh, instead of stopping short here, like they did in 2017, and kind of cobbling it together... We want to see the entire uh, story. We want to see, you know, the, the crawl, the climax, the plot, the falling resolution. We want to see all of that finally as it should be. And that ultimately is kind of the point of Justice League Snyder Cut. There you go. And, you know, there was, and obviously you mentioned the personal 
uh, the drama that happened, the, the tragedy that happened in, in uh, Zach's family losing his daughter. Obviously, that had a huge impact. But I had also heard, and you may have heard this, David, that he was going back and forth. There was battles with Warner Brothers about the length of the film because Zach originally wanted a longer movie. Warner Brothers says, no, we got to keep this around two hours. And Zach's like, no, there was a lot of back and forth. And you, the pressure just built yep. and built. And then that's why he stepped away. Uh, and then you're probably also and you're right about having to only film additional scene, scenes. Uh, I know that one of them involved Ezra Miller, the Flash, and he had to direct. Be yeah, because of the pandemic, yep. he had to direct him over Zoom. For Justice League, the, the Snyder Cut. Yeah. Um, and you're maybe thinking, well, how much did that all cost? $70 million more to do the Snyder Cut, which in essence, I think is, you know, you hear about these extended versions of films where it's like, we're going to release the director's cut. This really is the director's cut of Justice League as conceived by Zack Snyder, who was the original, uh, you know, guy on this uh, on this film. All right, you've heard David Johnson and you've heard Dave Morales on the Backstage Experience podcast talking about uh, what you know happened to the Zack Snyder Justice League movie, but now you're going to hear it in Zack's own words, and we're going to roll that for you. A conversation we just had with Zack Snyder, you know, and I opened with a question of like, did you even think this was going to happen? Because based on everything like we've shared with you, this movie probably didn't wasn't going to happen. I mean. There were just so many obstacles against it, and you're going to hear Zach answer that question here in a second. Plus, pay attention because Zach, in his own words, is going to tell you how to watch this four-hour movie, which is now streaming on HBO Max. We're going to roll it right now. This is director Zach Snyder talking Zach Snyder's Justice League on the Backstage Experience podcast. My first question to you today, sir, is did you ever think that we would actually be here talking this film's release? I did not. I, uh, I'll be honest. It's, it, it was one of those things that um, even when we announced it, uh, I would come home and by saying come home, walk from my office here to my house, which is, uh, you know, 100 feet away. <laughs> and I would say, you know, to Debbie, like, are we really, is this for real? Are we really doing this? And so that took a long time to wear off. And so it's a, it's an amazing thing to watch the film from beginning to end and be like, okay, you know, this is the, this is the movie and, it, and, it, and it's done. It's unbelievable. What is most satisfying to you now that it is going to be released? I think the big thing is really, you know, restoring, I mean, uh, or, or finishing this uh, cyborg's journey um, and really getting um, cyborg as a character uh, just up in front of audiences, you know, and he is, you know, the heart of the movie and really the kind of, it's his story that's a metaphor for the whole thing. And and, uh, and Ray does such a great job. And I really think that it's, uh, you know, it's long overdue, frankly, to see him do his thing. I want to give you the camera and I want you to talk to fans that are watching this right now. Get What do you say to fans that are anticipating this film? How should fans get ready for this movie event? I'm going to give you the camera, my friend. You talk to the fans right now. Listen, guys, um, you're going to go over to HBO Max, hopefully, and you're going to uh, click on Justice League, and which is a four-hour movie, so be ready. Uh, remember, though, you are at home. The movie is divided into six parts. So at any time, when one of those parts comes up, you can just pause the, pause the movie, go get your snacks, take a bathroom break if need be, um, but be ready for, like, a, uh, you know, a pretty... Um, 
you know, we like to call it a space opera because it's, it's so big. Um, but uh, yeah, and around um, there's a um, there's a, a chapter of the movie um, called um, uh, All the King's Horses. Uh, that's about a little over halfway through. That's a really good time to stretch your legs and kind of, uh, you know, really, uh, if you have to, you've been in the movie for almost two hours and 20 minutes, maybe a little more, you might want to, you know, just kind of walk around a little bit. But then from there on, you're on a downhill uh, run to the end. So, uh, but that's a quick, quick guide to enjoying it. Um, and I hope you did. I think the the funniest part of that interview and hearing Zack Snyder giving you chapters because it is the movie is done in chapters, but he actually gave you great advice about your potty breaks, <laughs> <laughs> when when to go to the restroom. Uh, the good thing is you're watching this at home. I don't know how anybody could watch this in a theater where they don't stop. You cannot pause it for potty breaks. But Zach, I love the fact that he actually pinpointed the scene because obviously he knows the movie. He pinpointed the scene where you can really take a good break and say, all right, it's downhill from here. All right, as of recording this episode of the Backstage Experience podcast, David Johnson, have you seen the Snyder Cut of Godzilla versus Kong? No, I mean, not Godzilla <laughs> I wish. Kong. I'm sorry. I, no, dude, I, I just looked down at my notes. This is how much we're working. This is how many projects Yeah, really? Working. No, Zack Snyder did not do Godzilla versus Kong. I'm looking down at my notes from my interviews earlier this morning. But have you seen Zack Snyder's Justice League? Yet. I I wish I could have seen Kong vs. Godzilla. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, you will. You will. <laughs> trust me. You. I know you're I have, excited about that movie. I've seen about an hour and forty minutes, and I had to okay. break it up in chunks because you know work and we're just beyond busy. But one of the one of my favorite parts is that Zach. Uh, he, he said it in the in the interview you just heard, is that he mentioned it's a space opera, and it real and ultimately it really is. But I think that's something that you don't really see anymore. And I really enjoyed it so far. It is, it is, you know, the first half is is set up, is exposition, narration, all that. It's very heavy, but it's very story driven. And so, from what I've seen, I'm very, I'm very much enjoying it. And this may, you know, as after I finish it, this may be one of, if not the best, like director cut versions of a film. Because there have been several, like you know, Ridley Scott did it a couple of times with Aliens and. The, the director's cut is a little bit better. And this this may be the best, quote unquote, director cut because it's in a completely entirely different new movie. You know, it's the greatest hits of all these DC characters. You know, you've got Batman. Um, geez, I, I want to say one character, but that would ruin it. So I'm not. Don't say it. Uh, don't say it. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know what I'm talking about. But you've got Wonder Woman. You've got The Flash. I mean, it really is one after the other. And. You're just like an Ezra Miller. I, I love I love how he has, has really grown into that character. And the cool thing for us is we've actually talked with all of these actors and gotten to know them in each of these films over the years. And I encourage everybody listening right now to go to our YouTube channel, Backstage OL. Obviously, uh, hit the notifications button, subscribe. There is a 30-minute version of Zach's interview. You can actually look and see Zach Snyder in that interview. But within that 30-minute uh, package that we have on our YouTube channel, you can see a greatest hits of all of our interviews with uh, Ezra, with Ben, with Gal. I mean, everybody's in that 30-minute uh, sequence. And John Stenball of BackstageWell.com. He put that together and he did an amazing job with it. So I encourage you to go to the Backstage Well YouTube channel and watch really what we have done for Justice League. It's everybody. It's the entire cast 
uh, you know, talking about their costumes, what it's like to film these things. Just cool. All right. Here's a, here's a, here's a quick question for you, David. Do you, what do you, what are your thoughts on Ben Affleck as Batman? I think Ben Affleck's Batman was a great, Ben Affleck's Batman, for those who don't know, is based off of uh, Frank Miller's like old grizzled, I've had enough of this garbage Batman where he's kind of like, he gives less cares about the legs and the arms that he breaks. He's kind of just very, you know, overbearing and aggressive. And I think Zach, I, Zach, I think Ben did a good job with what he was given in Batman vs. Superman. I think it's unfortunate that we will not, you know, never say never, but we probably won't get a movie with his style of Batman. But I do think ultimately it's good for just that little slice of story. Like I wouldn't want that Batman as the main Batman or the Batman that's going to interact with all these other characters all the time. I would, I would like something similar to Christian Bale's Batman in that style, but I do like for what we were given and what we got. I like Ben Affleck's Batman in the, in Batman for Superman and in the justice league Snyder cut. I like Ben Affleck as Batman. Uh, when you think about all the people that have played Batman, it's a tough character to play. Michael Keaton, yeah. Val Kilmer, Kilmer did Batman. I mean, you think about all these people that have played this this iconic role. I am not mad at Ben Affleck as Batman. In fact, he's probably I'm just going to say it. He's one of my favorites. Um, but Christian Bale is is number one for me. As far as yeah. I think Christian Bale did an amazing job with him. Cool thing is, again, and I'm not trying to name drop and say, ha ha, look at us. But we have interviewed all <laughs> of these guys and Bat and Ben. We've gotten to know Ben over the years. Um, there's a story about Ben Affleck that uh, when he was dealing with some personal issues and struggles that I may or may not tell in a future episode of the podcast. The reason I may not tell it, I'm not trying to tease something that's not going to happen is because it was a very personal time for him. And I, I don't know if. It's fair to, you know, to go back and, and, and we all we've all read the headlines, but we actually were with Ben during one of his dark uh, episodes uh, in his life. And uh, it was recent. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know if I want to revisit that. I just want to say that Ben has has gone through a lot, but he's also rebounded. Great. You know, he's got that basketball movie out that's, as well. It's a good movie. Whew, that's a great film. And I love Ben Affleck. He's got the same birth date as my mom, by the way, August 15th. And I always mention that every time I talk to him. All right. So uh, we're going to give our closing thoughts on this. Um, I will tell you that Justice League is a movie event. It's not just going, oh, I'm going to watch this tonight. It, you have to invest a lot into this. You don't. It's not a, a, a deep, and I've said this in previous episodes of this podcast, where like to this date, I still don't get the Matrix because I feel like that movie you have to work. I see what I see you laughing. I don't. I don't want to work when I watch a movie in Matrix Inception, dude. I don't care how many times I see it. Any of those films, I am not gonna get it. It is not gonna. It's not gonna compute in my mind. So I don't like those movies where I really have to work. So if you're if you're like me. And you're concerned that you're going to, oh, I got to pay attention to all these characters and these storylines. No. Justice League, the Zack Snyder cut is is follow along. If you if you're breathing and you can watch and and hear, you, you'll get it. Um, it's it's not complex. It's just um, and don't try to overthink it. Just really sit and enjoy it. Like David just said, he saw an hour, 40 minutes of it. Dude, you're just getting you're, you. you yeah, wow, I know. It's about to get the halfway point. Whew. I, I 
I'm jealous that 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 you're what you're about to experience on this. So that's why I didn't want to spoil anything a minute ago. But it's it's not a major investment, but it is kind of an investment, mostly in the time. And if you heard the interview with Zach a minute ago, now you know when you want to uh, take your bathroom breaks. So your closing thoughts on Zack Snyder's Justice League. I guess I'm going to ask you a question, and then I'll give you your final thoughts, and then we'll you know we'll wrap this episode of the Backstage Experience podcast. But I guess I mean excitement level is my question for you, David. Insofar as like, are you, I know you're a geek of animation. You've admitted already in our get to know you uh, from earlier, but what level of excitement do you have now that this movie is here? Oh, that's a, that's a really good question. Uh, to be brief beforehand, I was kind of at like a two because we had seen what the first, you know, just League 2017. And I was like, okay, I'm done with this. And then, you know, everyone's, oh, let's try to bring it back and redo it. And I thought, you know what? That money best is best suited for other projects. We don't have to spend money on this again. But ultimately, I think after, like you said earlier, after talking to Zack Snyder, and you can watch those videos on our YouTube page, backstageol.com, after talking to Zack Snyder and seeing his passion for the project and seeing what it ultimately turned into, I'm glad that I actually stuck through it and decided to watch it. Because it went from like a two to like a seven or an eight. And I'm only an hour, you know, and 45 minutes in. But you can see it's just at a it's a completely different movie. And so to see his, you know, care and his uh, level of detail in this movie, you can really see like, man, he was really on to something that it's unfortunate. You know, life happens. But we're glad that he had that respite and was able to be with his family and is able to, you know, it is in a, is in a stronger place now that he's able to finish it and complete it. So we're excited that he is at this point. So my excitement level went, like I said, I think it went from a two to a seven or an eight. After seeing what he's done and then talking to him recently, I went from, you know what? I'm really excited for this. I love that, David. I love that. Uh, well, listen, uh, something else I'm excited about is the fact that you, uh, of course, we hear you on the Backstage Daily podcast, which I encourage people to subscribe and listen to every day, every weekday, where we give you the latest and the greatest and the newest uh, in entertainment uh, headlines. So great job on that one. But David, having you now on the Backstage Experience podcast is cool. And I want to just share a quick story and then we'll wrap this up. When I brought, told David the other day, I said, all right, Dave, you're going to, you're going to join me now on the Backstage Experience podcast. And then like not even a couple hours later, I shot him a text, by the way, Oh, gosh, I'm going to name drop again. I'm sorry. But then I talked to a friend of mine who's, and we've all heard of from and we're based in Houston, as everybody knows. But Bun B, uh, a buddy of mine, I interviewed uh, Lil, Lil Rel and Eric Andre the other day. And they when they say, oh, Dave Morales, H-Town. I've talked to them before, Lil Rel specifically. And he's like, H-Town, Houston, wow, Megan the Stallion, Beyonce, you guys are, you know, having a big week, obviously, with the Grammys. And then they go and Bun B, what up with Bun B? And I'm like, dude, he's actually a really good friend of mine. Uh, I'm going to hit him up this afternoon and tell him you guys said hi. So I text Bun B and we, I said, hey, Lil Rel and, and, and Eric Andre, they said, what's up? And then he goes, he, he and I are going back and forth and Bun goes, hey, man, we need to do an Oscars uh, podcast and a TV segment. Um, and for those that don't know, and, and David, I've never told you this, Bun B is huge into movies, dude. The guy loves film and he's been, he and I have been wanting to do a Oscars project for years and we're going to do it this year. So he already agreed to it. And so I texted David Johnson, who you're listening to as well with me on this podcast. And I said, David, guess what? Bun B wants to join us on a podcast. And you're going to do it with us. And uh, and David, your excitement was unbelievable. So it's going to be you, me, and Bun B. And that rhymed. I'm not a rapper. 
Dude, I can't wait. You're going to love that episode. I can't wait to do that one. So that's a preview. Coming up, uh, we've also got a podcast. We're talking Godzilla versus Kong, which obviously I was so excited. I mentioned it earlier and credited Zack Snyder, who did not direct that movie. But we've got that one coming up. And we've got some just incredible films on the way. So we appreciate you listening to this. Don't forget to tell your friends, tell your enemies to find the Backstage Experience podcast. We're on iHeart. We're on Spotify. We're on Google. Um everywhere you just just search for the backstage experience podcast make sure you hit that if you're on apple uh subscribe give us that five star rating and leave us some comments your thoughts on this episode we'd love to hear from you and again don't forget to check us out on backstageol.com backstageol on all social media including youtube subscribe to our channel watch those videos we're going to have some giveaways for you coming up uh in the future episodes like we've done in the past but the main thing is um yeah Thanks for listening. So I'm Dave Morales. Going to wrap it up here with the Backstage Experience. Matter of fact, David, I'm going to let you take us home. Say, say goodbye to everybody. Everybody, thank you for listening today. Please enjoy your day. If you're driving, make sure you're focused on the road. And we will see you guys next week. 